if Victoria, or let's let's take you know one one of the black women on the show, if they were acting even only in one episode, the way that Victoria has acted, sure. they would not get a Good Morning America interview. Absolutely. They would be there would be hate profiles all over Instagram for them. There would be so they would be shamed. They would be getting probably unfortunate threats, you know, even if it was just one episode. Um, but the the Black women who go on the show know that they can't do that. Like, there's just no way that they could go on this show and say the things that Victoria says and act the way that Victoria acts and treat people with the disrespect that she treats them with and be allowed to stay past night right. one. Like, they, like they, they wouldn't... It would not be and allowed. Even still, but instead, even still, if they were allowed to stay past night one, their mm-hmm. entire storyline wouldn't then be about reinforcing stereotypes about Black women right. as they exist in America. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, they are ghetto. Oh, wow, they are ratchet. Oh, wow, mm-hmm. they are angry and bitter and mean, you know, Black girls. Mm-hmm. And it's subtly being done still on this season. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk it about is. it more like as we get into the episode. But there, there mm-hmm. is a different, there, there is a privilege that is yeah. so, like, inarguably, like, is that a word Essentially, that is tied to Victoria's whiteness and her privilege and her access mm-hmm. and her class, um, that the Black women on this show don't have access, Black people, period, Latinx mm-hmm. women wouldn't have access to it, Asian women wouldn't have access to it, period, point blank. Victoria mm-hmm. gets to act this way on TV right now because she is white. She got a freaking special segment on good morning america because she is a white girl who needs an opportunity to explain herself and why she's being bad on tv and how it's not that serious she right because she is a version um of whiteness that a lot of this is gonna sound like oh i can't believe that she said that but this she's a version of whiteness that i think a lot of people have inside of them and don't let come out and maybe, and maybe because Victoria is letting it come out, people are like, oh, well, if she's saying it, then I don't have to say it. And let's just highlight that because it shows that like people can be like this and people can be this terrible, but I'm not like right. that. Even though you're having those same thoughts and you're having, and you want to act the same way and say the th- same things that she's saying, but you're not. And in some way that makes ABC feel better about themselves and feel better about the other women that they put on the show because they're like, well, we're highlighting this horrible person but we're not like that. And the other women aren't like that. And we're just showing you how bad she is. But you, what you're really doing is rewarding her, her bad behavior. Right. And, you're, and you're letting people see that that's okay to act that way, not, not even on the show, in real life. Right. Like you're, you're saying that this behavior is acceptable and you're, you are allowing or forcing Matt to continue to give her a rose each week. And that's not... That's just really disrespectful to a lot to a lot to the other women on the show, but especially to the black women on the show, because there is a double standard. And it's it's really frustrating to see the way that her behavior is reinforced and rewarded. Whereas, you know, as we saw in this episode, someone makes a, a sly comment or says one says one not nice thing, which we all do with our friends, says one not nice thing. And suddenly they are the mean the mean crew suddenly they are the um mob mentality and it's like i mean victoria has been the mob mentality this whole time victoria has been driving this train um 
and I think so yeah, it's, just it's, it's really frustrating to watch and for our listeners this isn't like um us trying to uh, I don't know tongue la- give like give you guys a tongue lashing it's just an opportunity for us to examine what we excuse you know because at the mm-hmm. same time when I'm watching this show I'd be like yo like Victoria is freaking wild like this is hilarious of course because that is how we have been indoctrinated to respond to these kind of characters on tv but at the same time mm-hmm. in the same breath are we also examining the ways in which we're excusing the behavior so instead of like calling folks out to be like you ain't got no business you should be ashamed of yourself for for you know excusing victoria or excusing her behavior no 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 that's not what we're saying it's like let's just think about Mm -hmm. why like what it what it is about victoria that we find so funny why we find it funny and why we find it right something that's not like it's not deep enough for us to take serious right it's not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. because when we start examining that and figuring out why this is the norm (laughs) figuring out what internalized victoria behaviors we have inside of us you know what aspects of this kind of whiteness we have inside of us we can start correcting it but if that were anyone else of a different skin color um that were black women if that were a a latin latina woman, if that were an Asian woman, if that were indigenous, anyone, um, it would be taken seriously because we are not afforded those same um, liberties to to say something and have it be a joke. It's always serious. It's always taken offensively if it comes out of um, the voice of of a BIPOC woman, especially um, because we are often given the the label of having an attitude. And so if those things were to come out of us, people wouldn't be laughing. They would say, she's horrible. Like, you know, and people do say that about Victoria, but they laugh about it. You know, it's like, oh, Victoria, she's horrible. Like, I can't stand watching her. But if it were someone else, it would be, she's horrible, period. This isn't a joke. She has to go. So that's what we think about the Good Morning America segment. What a doozy of an episode y'all are in for. Oh my goodness. My Kayla here, and I just wanted to hop in as quick and brief as I can be to say there are so many more of you than there were last week. Oh my goodness. The response to our I Am Not My Hair post, thank you to Chelsea Vaughn once again for opening the door for us to have this conversation about the policing and the violence against Black hair in America. Uh, But the response was crazy, and we are gobsmacked yet again by how willing you all are to engage with us and and hear our perspective. We also know that a lot of you have been asking about a Patreon. Vic and I do not have one. (laughs) We want to continue to build and grow this community before, you know, going into an endeavor that requires people to pay to play, pay to engage with us. Um, however, we do not knock Patreon, all right? Go ahead. We, we, we subscribe to Game of Roses. We subscribe to Two Black Girls, One Rose, and we subscribe to our faves at Date Card. So we don't knock Patreon, and we very well are considering starting one up in the future. However, for now, we want to remain accessible to everyone um, because y'all the homies, and we're having such a blast creating for you all. With that in mind, 
this labor ain't supposed to be free. So y'all have the right idea. And we are super grateful that you guys are so interested in making small donations, asking if there's a way you can contribute to our community and help us be better. That we appreciate. Once again, this labor is not free. Black people aren't here to educate white masses so that they can be better without being adequately paid for their emotional, physical, mental labor. You're right. You got it. So we've linked our Venmo and our cash apps on our Instagram page, and we will put them in the notes here. We also spotlight Black organizations and Black individuals that you could donate to at the end of every episode. Highly recommend you donate to the person we spotlight this week. I'll leave her for a surprise at the end but as a fantastic resource for you to go to and give her some of that coin, baby. Other than that, I wish y'all luck on this chaotic-ass episode, and I wish us luck tonight when we watch The Bachelor. Good night. Peace. (laughs) Katie was like, she had to leave for family reasons, and Katie was like, I mean, Victoria, excuse me, I can't talk. Yeah, I guess the trash took itself out, that's what she says. Victoria and Katie immediately was like can you stop which I was like girl yes same yeah Mm -hmm. and what I noticed however though in intermittent with this this dialogue coming on um, a lot of the dialogue that we hear and it happens throughout the episode where um, you'll hear exterior dialogue so it's off camera it's off face but you hear women saying these snarky things making these little snarky Mm -hmm. side cutting remarks but you can't see them saying Mm -hmm. it in the moment or they'll cut over to Chelsea and have Chelsea like or you know rolling her eyes yeah but it's not necessarily in context to what's going on and you can tell because people be sitting in different spots when they're Mm -hmm. slicing all of this shit in and so right. I don't really trust the veracity of this scene, save for no, what we hear that from was, Katie and Victoria. Yeah, that was, um, I mean, we'll get into that later, but it definitely was taking place on the second um, the second group date with when they were having those conversations about right. the new women that came in. There was a lot of that random splicing and cutting and cut to this black girl see her reaction cut to this black girl see her reaction and i was like cut over to serena are our, our only remaining asian well, yeah. well uh, serena p is also um south yeah. asian but um cut over to serena c or serena p yo both of our serenas are asian mm-hmm. um yeah. but cut over to them and see them like laughing or shortling or rolling their eyes and stuff right. like that and it's yeah. i don't like that lens that they painted and in this first scene it starts to kind of percolate and basically Victoria is not one for ver- verbal confrontation she sucks at it she's terrible she's terrible wait are we gonna go to to when she asked Victoria when she asked Katie to come well, talk to her or do we want to come I think let's like get towards it but I just really liked how she okay. was like no I won't stop talking Katie I'll say whatever the fuck I want <laughs> yeah she she really doesn't know. For someone who loves to argue, she does not know how to argue She'd whatsoever. You know how like your adrenaline is pumping when you're in an argument mm-hmm. with somebody and so you start mm-hmm. stuttering on your words because you don't have a sassy remark to make? Oh, that sound keeps coming in and I, I don't know where it's coming from. So I'm sorry, y'all. Um, oh, I can't hear oh, it. Oh, well, that's good. Never mind. <laughs> but 
I can't um, hear it. She keeps trying to gear herself up to say something clever and then she'll be like, I'm like, shut up, Katie. And it's like, yeah. dang, bro, this has got to be embarrassing for you because you look stupid. It has to be. It has to be. Really and like that me. entire scene it barely made any sense i didn't understand why we had to watch it other than seeing katie and victoria pop off at each other because they knew they were going to show us that scene later right. and so they were like we have to foreshadow this blah 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 give them context yada yada and it barely was any context but from there it takes mm-hmm. us to i guess skipping the day portion of the group date I thought it was weird that we didn't see the group date. It was it was very weird because then it just felt all disjumbled and uh, weird. But on the bright side, we did get some great conversations. So of course, we get. I'm gonna. I don't know what the other women talked about because this is all I'm concerned about, and this this is all that happened for me in this Respect. group date. Um, was was chelsea's conversation about her hair okay chelsea like we're just honestly i don't even care about what else happened on the group day i do want to shout out piper's outfit it was real cute they should have given piper's outfit yes some more screen time i really wish they had but they did not can we just talk about chelsea and her moment oh it was so beautiful um because I'm sure our listeners, if you watch, you you heard Chelsea talk about it. But for some of you, maybe that was the first time you heard a Black woman talk about how emotional hair yeah. is to us. Because it is so, because of the European beauty standards that have been forced upon us from the moment we came out of our mother's womb, um, our hair has never fit that standard, yeah. ever, um, naturally, in its natural state. And so there there has always been this um, self, I don't wanna say self-hatred, but there's always been this feeling for a lot of black women, dare not, dare I not say all black women, um, of having to come to terms with loving their hair and with accepting their hair in its natural state because we were told for so long that that wasn't beautiful. Yeah. And so it is so emotional. I. Um, went natural in 2012. And I remember it being a very emotional time for me um, because I had always worn, I had always had my hair relaxed. I had a perm since I was like, I don't know, eight, seven, eight or something. Um, So my mom, before my perm, mom used to hot comb my hair, which for anyone who doesn't know, a literal iron, iron, right? Yeah, it's like metal iron comb. that you put on top of the flames on the stove and you it gets it heats up and then your mom takes it and combs through your hair and it, that's where you get that like sizzle sound and that's where you it'd be, it be smelling like burnt hair because you are literally burning your mm-hmm. hair um and and then i went into wearing weaves and you know um wearing braids and all this stuff so it's every the thing is with black women, we always talk about our hair journey because it is truly a journey. It is ups and downs. It is hills and valleys. Sometimes you love it. Sometimes you hate it. And it's just so emotional because we're really, for a long time, we're trying to figure out, like our, our hair is kind of a, a marker of, of who we are. It's kind of a big part of our identity and having to figure out that and, and meshing that with 
with the um, European white beauty standards is so yeah. hard. So all that to say, mm-hmm. Chelsea shaving her head. First of all, we loved her already. You know, she came on here with her shaved head and we're like obsessed. Bad bitch alert. But to hear her talk about that, right. But to hear her talk about that with Matt, I'm not even talking about Matt because honestly, when he was talking, I was like, I don't think he's ever had this conversation. No, because like, I don't think he's like, ever dating. I I would be hard pressed to believe he has ever dated yeah. a black woman that has black presenting hair. And by that I mean kinks and coils, you know, mm-hmm. puffs up when it's raining, afro. Has yeah. to take six hours for a wash day, kind of black woman. Right. I think he's probably dated yeah, mixed presenting he... black women that had softer. Mm-hmm hair a la mm-hmm. that can come out of the shower like and just or go. They can truly do a wash and yeah. go and it look cute you know nobody would know hair like me hair like chelsea <clears throat> is coming out of the shower and going and anywhere this is not, but to the chair to fix the and hair it's not even to disregard the hair of the other black <laughs> women of the mm-hmm. show such as lauren yeah um, or even lauren, kayla kayla gorgeous yeah i don't know what that i don't know if oh it was gosh. a unit an install but yeah the she, journey involves so many different paths for black women and that's yeah and that's why i say it's a journey that's why mm-hmm. i think it's so cool to hear chelsea speak about her hair journey um, because for me, I have been natural my entire life. And this natural movement kind of popped off, you know, in 2011, mm-hmm. 12, 13. And mm-hmm. a lot of white people kind of hopped in there and was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to wear my natural curl too. And oh my gosh. Like, yeah. If you look up natural hair on Instagram, it's like all white yeah, women. And I'm and like, wait, like, but... no, no, that's not what, <laughs> when was your hair not natural? This is not what that like, wave confused. is about, mama. Um, but yeah. I've been natural my entire life, um, but because my mm-hmm. dad, um, who, guess we're still trying to figure out our ancestry. I just found out half mm-hmm. my daddy's family is maybe potentially white, <laughs> um, and okay. so we don't yeah. we don't know the truth. We don't know the tea. Growing up, I always mm-hmm. used to say I was mixed without really knowing the truth, but I do have a Cajun Creole heritage. My grandfather mm-hmm. is you know, as light as they come with green eyes. I just thought he was light skin. Mm-hmm. Apparently he may or may yeah. not be black. Like he might not be. Either mm-hmm. way, yeah. my hair is a little different for black women mm-hmm. traditionally. And it set me apart growing mm-hmm. up because my hair didn't throw up. I didn't wear mm-hmm. box braids. I didn't have to wear extensions or something to fit in. My mom just started pressing my hair and it's always been nearly waist length. Um, mm-hmm. And my hair doesn't afro it. I don't, what am I? I'm not three. I'm not a three BC. I don't know what I am. I don't know what you I are. I don't think anyone I... knows what my hair does, but it's different and it's weird. And I always, I still to this day, right now, as we're having this conversation, have such huge insecurities about my hair because mm-hmm. I don't fit in as a black woman on my hair journey and I don't fit in mm-hmm. as a mixed woman on my hair journey either. Um, mm-hmm. And I stopped straightening my hair when I, in 2013, when I started mm-hmm. kind of taking control of my my own hair. And it mm-hmm. was really hard because I didn't know who to look to. You know, my mm-hmm. mom's hair is not like mine. My aunt's hair mm-hmm. on either side of my family, that's not like mine. My grandmother's hair isn't right. like mine. And 
like every other black person in America, we're really, really freaking mixed. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you got some yeah, Indian over here, you got Cajun Creole over here, you got some French white people mm-hmm. because of the Cajun Creole over here. Some Native American. Exactly. You, know, uh, you have Native like American, yeah. um, you got mm-hmm. black folks. And so I just never really understood what to do until the natural hair movement kind of popped off. But in our Mm -hmm. industry and in media specifically, you don't really see that reflected um, as often, right? You'll get little sneak peeks of it when you have a girl in, uh, like you'll have Laura Harrier, a biracial Black woman in Black Klansman wearing an Afro wig, or you'll get a moment with Viola Davis on how to get away with murder taking off of her mm-hmm. taking off her wig and that being a huge thing mm-hmm. for the black community um or you'll get carrie washington popping out in braids um mm-hmm. but no one really gets to have the conversation about what it means and mm-hmm. still to this day i mean you're looking at me right now my hair is straight right mm-hmm. And my hair twisted. Your hair is twisted because you had a wash day. (laughs) And my hair is straight Mm -hmm. right now because Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get LA auditions to pay attention to me. And they don't really know how to brand or pocket me when my hair is natural because it doesn't fit in the either or category of like, oh, wow, with her hair like this, like she looks mixed, but she's dark skinned. So it doesn't make sense. She can't have a white daddy. Mm -hmm. Or when her hair is Mm -hmm. straight, like at least she's pretty you know like she fits this Mm -hmm. eurocentric model standard of what a black woman can look like but at the end of the day my skin isn't light so a light-skinned girl's probably gonna get the job Mm -hmm. and so seeing chelsea talk about the emotional weight that she carried growing up around white kids growing up going to white Mm -hmm. schools um it just really resonated because girls say it really did it really did i think with every single Every single Black woman watching that show has felt insecure about their hair or still feels insecure about their hair. And just so, just so, hello. And so just to see um, Chelsea really owning, oh. I'm so sorry, y'all. I just moved. What's happening? I just moved and my building has like two towers. And so I can see into the other tower and I kid you not, it looks like someone is like in a leotard or something um, doing like aerobic, like releves, plies. And you're just watching. I don't know, but I just caught a glimpse of it. And I said, what is happening over there? Anyways, I need to close my blinds. But what I was saying, seeing Chelsea just owning her journey and saying like, yes, I was vulnerable and I was insecure, um, but I did this and I feel so beautiful and strong now. It's, it's black women, women in general should just never get tired of seeing someone accept themselves because that is beautiful. And obviously we all know Chelsea is beautiful, but to see her talk about it and to see her say like, I struggled with this and now I feel amazing is this woman, she can see me. Um, but, Shout out but to, to see the her woman say, like, that lives across the street from Victoria. Oh my gosh, I just, I just really wanna, it's like, it's like she's acting like her window's a mirror, but it's like, no sis, I see you. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that you also see your reflection, but like, I also see you. Anyways, um, 
it's just beautiful just to see Chelsea. But also it was like, Matt, I just don't think he'd ever had this conversation before. Like the way that he reacted, I was like, he, I mean, we know that he has a white mother. We know that he only has a brother. Um, so I don't think that black hair um, outside of his own was ever really talked about well, to that's him my thing. or expressed. I have a question about that, right? Cause we've been seeing, <clears throat> we saw some throwback pictures of Matt at the time right. of this, the show. And then I've seen a couple his- in passing mm-hmm. where um, mm-hmm. he's had cornrows when he was at Wake Forest. And I'm like, I know a white person didn't do those for you. Like, I know you right. had to find some, like, I know you have black friends, right? I saw, I saw mm-hmm. the swag surfing video. Yeah. I know for a fact yeah. that you know what it is to sit down on the floor on a Saturday and have a black girl braid your hair. He had his mm-hmm. afro. Um, I even saw him with a, a high top fade that was like, a la mm-hmm. the Will Smith, like half short, half tall. Sure. Like he has an image of himself like that. So I know he understands the, and he's not stupid. This is a, Matt is right. a very smart young man. So I do think he understands the importance or the depth of this conversation. I just don't think it's that relevant to him. So when she says, you know, I, I didn't feel comfortable yeah. leaving my house without my hair straight, he doesn't realize that that very well meant Chelsea on days where her mom hadn't done her hair yet or when she didn't have the opportunity to get a a new relaxer meant she probably left her house crying because she knew she was going to get made fun of called African booty scratcher Mm -hmm. um or Mm -hmm. people be like oh my god why does your hair look like that it looks like doo-doo strands like that has happened Mm -hmm. to me when my mom didn't get the chance to like lay my edges down with some Mm B&B ointment and he didn't get that. And so yeah. all he can do is respond the, with the shallow Matt James approach. I can't imagine. Mm. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's it's very like, I think, like what you said, I think that he, he, he heard it, but he oftentimes um, doesn't want to, or what we see on the show is him choosing not to go deeper into conversation where he, Probably Which is should. hilarious because like know? for someone who says, oh, I just want a chance to go deeper with you ladies tonight, he yeah. will avoid it. And you can see it on his face. Yeah. Also, you know, if I was sitting that close to Chelsea in her face, her looking as fine as she do, I also might be like, well, mm-hmm. shoot, you be looking good when I see you. You be walking in the room with the, yeah. you the bam bam dress on for me. Because <laughs> then you start talking about her dress and I was like, she's talking about her hair. I get it. I get it. I get it. I was like, I want to have a deep conversation about black uh, hair and Eurocentric beauty standards right now. The other part of me was yeah. like, but also, mm, I could also understand Matt wanting to make out with Chelsea because- yeah. And just trying to get the conversation over with and being like, okay, yeah, we'll talk more about this later, but well, right now- because Chelsea is fine. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like, like he's like, yeah, we'll finish the conversation later because I just want to make out with Especially you. Especially because you know? he done like, spent all the last few weeks just trying to console Sarah. She got these thin old lips. He finally got this woman in front of him. She's dark chocolate, mm, brown skin, mm-hmm. golden melanated. Let me just, let me get a taste of that. And I, I think that's probably what his mind was concerned with after having such an emotionally exhausting day than it was going mm-hmm. deep in conversation with Chelsea about, you know, the, vulner- the yeah. vulnerability that she offered him. Hopefully mm-hmm. it buys her a couple more weeks though. 
Yeah. It also is like, because this is the first time that we see their conversation really. I'm also like, why, why now? Like, why didn't this come up earlier? Like, why are we just now seeing this? You know, like what, I want, I want to know what their conversations were prior to this, to where she felt comfortable to talk about her that's, hair that's with him. Really, yeah, because you know? that's a big conversation to have with somebody. That's not the first conversation mm-hmm. I've had with any of my partners. No. Even, especially my white par- partners, like you actively have to no. choose how deep you've gotten into relationship with them, for lack of a better word, Yeah. before you choose to let them see you on FaceTime with your bonnet on. Child, my whole story saw me with my bonnet well, today. Yeah, but you know, we we have come to a different place in our lives when it comes to <laughs> right, acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, I'd be like, "What up? Good morning." Me, I can remember so potently the moment I decided to let um, this white guy that I was like hooking up with. I we had been messing mm-hmm. around for a couple years. I let him help me mm-hmm. cut my tracks out of my hair, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. was like. Um, and I, I'm not even someone who necessarily needed tracks, right? I wanted to add some, mm. I think I had like some gray extensions at some point. Okay. <laughs> or a yes. costume makeup class that I was in. I wanted to be, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of this superhero. It's DC Comics. Um, but she's like a, Storm? no, she's like a um, skeleton. Um, Storm is not it's DC. Not, yeah, no, Please. I was just gonna let it rock. I wasn't gonna. We have to cut that because I'm like a huge Marvel fan, and so I just you just said gray, and I said Storm. Okay. It like, made sense. It made sense in theory. I'm a... But either way, she, yeah, I had um, made like this really cute, cool like mask that transformed my face into mm-hmm. like a skeleton, but I you could still see my mm-hmm. black skin, and I had gray extensions to kind of emphasize it whatever I let him help me cut my tracks out my hair and that was a like that's mm-hmm. a big thing that black women actively make the choice when it comes to mm-hmm. relating to their partners if they can trust you with that kind of information so there's absolutely, absolutely Chelsea files we don't have access to and you know how I know it when you go on Hulu to click on this week's episode you see this screenshot mm-hmm. or this clip um this image this thumbnail that is the word I was looking for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you got there of uh Mm -hmm. Lauren holding a football at the cocktail party where the new women come in Mm. there is Mm. so much from these I mean there's also a clip or a segment from Haiti skateboarding with Matt at a a cocktail party a couple weeks ago there's a conversation with Serena in her white outfit with Matt that we never saw. They have spent so mm-hmm. much time centering around the drama with Sarah, with Victoria, with um, mm-hmm. I don't know, white women that there are all mm-hmm. of these um, relationships that I think have been developing over time that we have no idea about. We don't mm-hmm. know who Matt is at this point. We've gotten to know him no more than we already have. We don't know any of mm-hmm. the women that are probably going to stick around. Um, and mm-hmm. so I do think there's a missing aspect of Chelsea and Matt's relationship, um, whatever it yeah. may be that we just don't have access to because ABC is too busy tapping for these white women to center their, their season for the first black bachelor on the Karens of the world. Yeah, it's very, um, yeah, it's very frustrating because I would love to see more one-on-one time with Matt and the other women, but we just 
don't get that luxury to the producers because they to hate the us. Producers, and it's like when a theater chooses to do their one black play in February. So the producers, mm-hmm. black's not going to sell. A black love story is not going to sell. Some drama and heartbreak with some mm-hmm. white women will. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They know um, their audience. Frustrating. They know their audience. They know their audience. We love, in conclusion, we love Chelsea and and her sharing that, not only with Matt, but with us. Um, <laughs> We could we could do a whole we could do a whole segment on black okay. hair in the media in TV in theater. We could, but we won't. But maybe, maybe we, we will. will. You know, <laughs> keep your ears, eyes, um, eyes, and ears peeled at all right, times. Because that, yeah, that was also. You don't gotta get ready if you just stay ready. All right, y'all, just just wait right. for it. It's coming. Um. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So this is great for us because okay. that got us. to Katie and Victoria's conversation and what what cracked me up but didn't crack me up about this was like you don't sit okay when 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 you sit someone down to have a conversation with them it's not because you want an apology from them like she was like come here I have to talk to you okay apologize If you sit down, if if you're like, Victoria, can we talk for a minute? Then I'm expecting you to have something to say where you're like, hey, I really felt like blah, blah, blah. Like, but she was like, like she, she did that, but it was just like you, she, she really expected an apology out of that conversation instead of a conversation. And Katie gave her a conversation and she was like, where's my... Like, she, like, just, she just didn't know what to do. It felt like Victoria was summoning Katie to her evil lair. And what I love yeah. is Katie comes in and she's clearly in the middle of painting her nails. So oh, she's wow. like, oh, well, I didn't she's this. like holding her hands out. And I'm like, yes, protect the manicure yeah. queen. Yeah. like, you know, I didn't like when you shut me down during group conversation to- today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... <laughs> she was like, I feel like you owe me an apology. And Katie's face when she was like, you know that meme oh of the gosh. white man that's like blinks his eyes and is really confused? Yes. yes. It was like, you're was not that. getting an apology from me. I know you're joking. Exactly. I, you are a lie exactly. on the devil's Sunday. If you think you're about to get an apology mm-hmm. out of me, bro. And yeah. she's like, what What do I need to apology apo- apology to you for? What do I need to apologize <laughs> to you for? And she's like, well, you told me to stop when I wasn't done expressing myself. And I was like, are, who am mm. I talking to? I'm talking to a, yeah. am I talking to a toddler? Am I talking to a real, real yes. kind of baby? Are we in elementary schools have a higher level of intelligence than this young woman? Absolutely. And it was like, well, what, what did she say? What did you expect to establish with this conversation? And she doesn't know what to say. She has, she has no idea what to say. She's like, I expected you to crumble at my feet and kiss my feet as you said, oh, sweet Victoria. Oh, sweet Victoria, I'm so sorry for, for calling you out when you were being so mean. And it was like, Katie said, baby, I am not the I'm one. I am not the one. She said, you will not get an apolo- apology from me. You are so rude. You have been so rude to Sarah and she's still like I know things about Sarah about why she left and so I'm defending her even though yes Sarah still pissed me off but she's like 
I'm still gonna stick up for this woman because she's not in the room to she's not in the room to she's not in the room herself. And I thought that was really cool. Right. Not not only is she not in the room, she's not even yeah. here as far as right. we know. Um, but like she got she left. And what I think is fascinating to me, right, is um how do I say it? Uh the the narrative that they're starting to paint by like showing Katie mm-hmm. the Katie uh versus Victoria kind of you know whatever the heck is they're trying to paint a certain narrative about katie it's giving us very much white savior it's giving us you know she is our holy grail not saying but it Mm -hmm. she's a prime example of white saviorism in this show but they are centering Mm -hmm. katie versus other women who you can hear in the background that are saying certain things um that are coming to people's defense, like Serena P. Ryan even does it when she comes in. There are other women that are yeah. not with Ma- Victoria's yeah, shit. Yeah. There are other women that are not mm-hmm. with Victoria's shit. They're not letting us see that. They're only letting us see Katie right. because there's something they want us to see. Um, and I wonder if it's going right. to end up dealing with Katie's demise on the show because I don't, like, she's not, I don't, I think, I don't think she's going to win. I think essentially, I don't think she's going to win, but I think that whatever's going to happen next episode is all the women who were being mean um to the new women are essentially going to turn on her is what I predict happens um because you know she's going to be the one to bring up like um every she brings it up to Matt in this episode and and I think that when we hear like MJ saying you put my character into question I think that those things are all are all about Katie because you see her talk talking to Anna and we know that Katie has a problem with Anna. And so, you know, co- like company, you you go, what is that? I don't know. You are the company you keep? Like, I don't know. No, but like, like-minded, P- I don't know. So like, whatever. She knows misery likes company or something. So oh. she knows, she knows that Anna is against Katie. So now suddenly she's talking right. to Anna about Katie. So I, I think that, that I think that's the what's mob mentality is... that's going to kind of turn mm-hmm. to shift their focus to Katie. And I could see that. And what I like about Katie saying, what did you intend on accomplishing with this conversation? Like, what did you seek to accomplish? And I really like when people redirect those conversations that way because it turns it mm-hmm. back on the person that it's actually about. This conversation wasn't about right. Katie insulting Victoria. It was about Victoria feeling victimized. Right. It was about Victoria's ego right. getting chipped. That's what mm-hmm, that was. Absolutely. And so Katie was like, okay, what did you think you were getting out of this conversation? Okay, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you right now, that's not what you're going to get. So what's up? What's good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so are we done here? Because I have nothing else and to say. Victoria you know? didn't know what to do. She did not know she what said, to do. Well, um, I think it's rude the way you speak to me. She said, "Um, next time you, you think about like, talking to me that way or, or shooting me down or something um I wouldn't I kind of was like bro if I think you're being a bitch I'm gonna tell you you're being oh. a bitch bro like fuck out of here son right. she said it like you know like when when you're like this is maybe kind of bad but it's like when you're making fun when someone's trying to be scary and you like put your your nails to your teeth and you're like Ooh, Ooh, I'm scared, scared. Like, I'm Ooh, scared now oh, I better not do that again oh, like boy. that's like that's that's what she was going for and with Katie and Katie was like oh I'm so scared like let me go finish painting my nails like like it was just like Victoria just so, like she 
she just picks the wrong people to you know and she doesn't know how to be bold in confrontation and i think it comes up at another point in this episode where like victoria doesn't know how to be confrontational for real for real she knows how to fake it and this Mm -hmm. is this is an example of her faking her way through it because she had nothing to say she had nothing to move on and i thought that was it was fun to watch i enjoyed it (laughs) And then Chelsea gets the group date rose. I was like trying to see if I had anything else to say. Chelsea gets the group date rose. Oh, also, um, wait, is this the group date? This is the group date where Piper's in the pink. Yeah, it is the group date where Piper is in the pink. That is a good color on her. (laughs) Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. But yeah. Um, and then she also wore pink later. Maybe she's maybe that's her color. Anyways. It's great. Did, it's I did fun. enjoy seeing Chelsea get that group date rose and seeing yeah. her in her 101 saying, like, I got the rose. Like, you know, I couldn't yeah. do this around the girls, but like, ah. and I was like, yes, yeah. I just look at this Black woman just kind, kind of being happy and joyful yeah. and like kind of giddy. Mm-hmm. These are the images we yeah. don't get to see on TV. This right. is what we mm-hmm. were asking for, Matt. You freaking fool. You nincompoop. I'm not yeah. begging for you to choose her mm. at the end of the day. I just want to see her get a freaking shot. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, I had the biggest smile on my face when she got too. it and when she was talking about it. I also laughed a lot with Abigail's thumbs up. <laughs> she was like, great. Good night. Good night. Matt looked so tired this whole episode. He just looked beat and run ragged, bruh. He Mm. ended the night and he was like, all right, y'all. Peace. Right. For no, or maybe they did have a daytime date. I'm like, why are you so tired? I do think I do think they had a daytime date. We're just never going to see it. We will never see it. And then we get to the rose ceremony Um, with Victoria walking in, reminding us of all of those winter formals of yesteryear. She looked with that fur coat and that blue dress like she had just stepped out of a dress for less USA. I'm just, yeah, the the fashion choices, I mean, we had to know from the first day or whatever when she was walking around in that sweatsuit. And I was like, and you know. It's just I'm I'm curious about your thoughts on this because a lot of people are like, you know, why are we coming at Matt for not checking anybody for or checking his friend for body shaming her? Um, when we've been talking shit about her appearance this whole time. But it's like n- That's a choice. She chose to like, wear it. People are truly not telling this woman her bra is sticking out. She is wearing right. But that's the thing. She knows it's sticking out. She didn't right. care. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's a choice. Like she is making poor choices about the clothing that she wears. Um, whether or not she thinks that it's a good, cho- like she thinks that it's a good choice, but to most people, it is a poor she choice. And so like that's an adult that wanted to dress up as Elsa for Christmas, but did not have the funds to pull off the outfit. So they just grabbed some outfit pieces off of a clearance rack at you know the dress warehouse or what whatever the fuck I didn't love it I also am so frustrated because I'm like for her for this Elsa talk this whole episode I'm like you clearly have never seen Frozen because it's Elsa and Anna and she keeps saying I'm Elsa and you're Anna which like yes that's her name but like if you're gonna make the joke then say Anna like don't it just made me mad I was like you haven't even seen the movie she's like I'm Elsa and she's Anna 
And I'm like, but it, there's no Anna in the movie. So <laughs> one of these has I'm to I'm going to have to go ahead and say Victoria, let it go. Right. That, but that's what she said. She's like, I'm Elsa. She's Anna. So let mm-hmm. it go. And I was like, but the joke doesn't make sense because you're saying I her need you wrong. yourself like, you're, you're, to let it go because you are doing this joke injustice, Victoria Larson. Injustice. Yes. It, it just was incredibly frustrating oh. to me. I had to get that off of my but it does it does go into a conversation with um anna about you know anna yeah but now we're confused whatever whatever anna whatever the heck her name is but they're all kind of in you know the room before matt gets there for the cocktail party kind of talking Mm -hmm. about i think they start off with um i don't like saying her name out of my mouth raquel rachel Rachel with the A-E, hmm. Rachel, in this pretty decent dress. Like, I didn't hate the dress. Anyways, they're talking about how the week feels different. It feels a little lighter. It's not mm-hmm. as tense as it has Which been because... We always know, red, red flag, flag, you know, as soon as they start talking about things being easier, calm. It has or- to hit the fan. I mean, even Abigail said it after their group date where she was like, you know, I feel like there's a storm to come or a storm brewing. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you're right. Um, and then Anna's talking about how, how their petty behavior last week has affected Matt and how they all kind of saw the, the effects or the aftermath Mm -hmm. of what it was like to behave that way and how it did hurt Matt. And so, you know, she sounds really hopeful that they can all kind of let that go. And it's funny that they show Anna. Okay. Anna's Mm -hmm. saying this because she proceeds to behave the most unhinged. Yeah. (laughs) For the remainder of the episode. And Victoria's committed to saying, I'm going to pull Matt first. I don't care if Anna thinks that she's going to get time with him first. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the producers are secretly like, bitch, you thought everybody but you is about to go talk to Matt first. Because we get Mm -hmm. Piper, we get Mari, we get Brie. We get everybody but Victoria first. Um, And when Matt starts off these cocktail parties do you also feel like bro what you talking about like what is this feeling yeah it's it's so strange because I'm like where is Matt in this season (laughs) like I'm just like 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 when I think back I'm like I don't really remember him this episode besides besides his date with Michelle you know like I don't really remember him being present in the in the cocktail party I don't really remember him being present on that group date whatever which so, is funny funnily so enough like his screen time is significantly increased this episode mm-hmm. like he gets the yeah. most the most screen time out of everybody which is hilarious because I'm like how I didn't I feel like yeah he'll say something and nothing will come out of his mouth mm-hmm Dang, it I is really very wanted strange. to love him so bad, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I really liked him in the beginning and now I don't dislike him, but I'm just like, if I feel, if I see him starting to go deeper and starting to open up more then I think that I would be able to like him more. But I think right now it still feels very um, surface level and very like, if he proposed to someone at the end of this, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't last, sure. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't feel like he's, he's putting in as much as I would like but and I don't um, think he knows how because I don't think yeah. the production is setting him up 
to be right. able to do that because they haven't focused on giving all of these empty drama, promises yeah. to every single girl, focusing in on this drama, spending all of this time with one person, you know? So I will say, you know, um, he's not being set up for us to be on his side as much, especially yeah. as an audience who was expecting a lot, you know? And we kept our expectations pretty freaking low going into this. Mm-hmm. And now that the f- facade is showing itself to be a facade for real, for real, we're like, okay, hands are thrown up. Might as well give up. What are you even talking about? I don't know who you are. I have no attachment or relationship to you. So hopefully that changes in the next few weeks, but we do see Piper mm-hmm. get that first conversation. Yeah, Piper and her fits, her look. Oh like, my gosh, was it's just mm. there. I have, I that might be like one of my like from head to toe like one of my favorite looks of the season. Ooh. Um, Ooh. it was just stunning. Like the hair was not a single hair was out of like place. Just edges laid. The brows, oh, fluff, the earrings, oh, yes. the high collar, like halter top. Mm. Um. It was like she went from like bubbly and cute in her pink on that first group date to like strong, sexy, like, oh my gosh, like in control. And that was this episode. We did get a lot more Piper, um, which I really liked because we hadn't really seen too much of her. Um, What we got of Piper this episode. I mean, I mean, yes, we we did get a variety of things Mm -hmm. of her, but especially in this beginning part, we did get. Like we had, we hadn't really seen her one-on-one talks with her prior to Matt. And today we saw, or this episode, we saw two. Um, And so it was just, it was just nice to finally get to see her and to get to know her. But it also was funny because I'm like, yet again, we get Matt like, like trying to act like he's going deep, but he's just like saying like base level facts where he's like, so you have your mom who's the head of your household (laughs) and you have your two sisters. And it's just like, yes, okay, you just named my family and what else do you know about me? What else do you remember um, besides the fact that I have a mom and two sisters, which is pretty common? Yeah. (laughs) I have a mom and two sisters. And like also, I think think we have some missing Piper files. I think they've had more time together mm -hmm. that we have not seen. Just like, I think that's the case for most of the women in the house. Because he was kind of talking about how, you know, she was saying that you come from a strong foundational background with like strong women and how you yourself Mm -hmm. are a strong woman. Um, And she was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, you got me. Like, I'm not someone, I'm sure you've Mm -hmm. learned. I'm not someone to back down. And he's like, oh yeah, I know. And it's just like, so there's a foundation to this relationship that we have not seen. Mm -hmm. So Matt's looking shallow, but it's like, we just don't have, we're not privy to a certain aspect of their relationship because of all mm-hmm. of the time we've spent on whiteness so far this season. And that's yeah. annoying to me. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Because yeah. with because the we- small amount of time we do get with Piper, it's it seems to me that m- they're trying to paint this picture of Piper being one way with Matt and another way mm-hmm in the house or around the women sure. they're trying to paint this narrative sure. of a two-faced kind of mean girl thing and I'm not with that shit I yeah no I don't I think, think that... it's largely yeah. cultivated I think it's very curated mm-hmm. they're picking which clips of her 
um, that they're showing, just like they're showing certain clips of Katie, where like, there mm-hmm. are clips of Katie laughing when the girls are being mean to people, but you have to pay the fuck attention to when it's happening, right? But we, yeah. for the most part, mm-hmm. we see Katie, Katie centered on the screen um, when she's coming to somebody's defense for doing what's good. Right. So I love the amount of time we spend with Piper. I think the edit is a little unfair to her. Mm-hmm. It, it does get unfair as the episode goes on. Um, but in, even though it does get unfair, I am still glad that we do get yeah. to see her times sure. with Matt because we haven't gotten to and see I that like yet her. and it's really I nice like yeah I really I really grew to like her because that was the thing we just had nothing to go off of before okay I'm back I also have to get a snack because like I said I keep feeling lightheaded Respect. all the time I'm sure that you understand yes. oh my gosh wait I should drink some more water yeah I I am really excited and I'm hoping as time progresses we get more time with Piper, um, but I am very skeptical of the edit thus far, at least in this episode, because um, I, I think they want to portray her as a mean girl so bad and the villainization or I guess the demonization of black women in media is just already played out. And I don't want to see it, particularly on this season. We don't need it. Um, it's not that deep. You have your villain characters that you've already chosen. So you don't need to pull teeth. I'm talking to you, ABC. I'm talking to you, producers of The mm-hmm. Bachelor. Um, you're picking and choosing how you want Black women and women of color in general on this show to be portrayed. And it, it could it could be that because if, as we get later on in, in the episode where we, we do see them being demonized, um, it could be that they knew that they wanted to do that, that they knew that they wanted to have those clips of them. So they were like, oh, we haven't really shown anything else of them. So maybe this is the episode where we actually show their one-on-one time so that people can, you know, kind of start to like them. And then we can flip the switch and show them being rude or nasty. Precisely. Um, because so like, maybe you know, like we said, everything is calculated. Um, so maybe it was that they said, oh, we're going to do these things to them. So maybe we should, you know, give people a little bit more insight into who they are um, or who they're trying to be in front of Matt so that we can show them who they really are. Then you get that storyline of women being fake. What's funny to me, and I don't know if I want to save this until like we get further into the episode because there's like more to go into. What's funny to me is, you know what? I'm going to save it. I just am skeptical of of the edit thus far and I hope we see some more Piper um but i'm keeping my eyes peeled abc and our listeners are keeping their eyes peeled too because i'm not saying what we know but we know some shit just like anna said we got some shit on you abc and by that i mean Uh, look y'all history of painting black women to be assholes and angry bitter um petty women is played out it's old we've seen it done before and you're doing it right now exactly i'm not not buying it then we get some time with kit and matt i mean i'm convinced every time kit's on screen i know cynthia rowley is sending a paycheck over to abc yeah that's just another moment where i'm like i just don't want to give any more time to that because i know she's not gonna go like if she's not going home next week she's going home the week after like it's just like she's not there's nothing there for me (laughs) for them I wonder um, if like her mom made a call and was like, I want my daughter on this show. <laughs> and ABC was like, 
Okay. Yeah, because I mean, she's 21, and don't you have to be 21 to be on the show? So, like, maybe you it was have like... to be 21 on the show. It's just also, she doesn't seem like it doesn't seem invested in Matt. She seems like she's there to be on TV. But after that, Victoria finally gets her time. Victoria gets her time and is talking about nothing. I think we would be really good together, is what she says. And play, I'm like, what? no, don't play her. It's she just... is. She's having a vulnerable moment because she says what's the hardest, the hardest part about this experience and this process is that, you know, she doesn't know she's overwhelmed by how little time they have together. And then she starts crying. Victoria starts crying. And say, you know, I'm used to like, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I resonated with her on this one. Mm, no, actually, because mm-hmm. I kind of live on the opposite of this, this experience. But she said she's used to knowing if a guy likes her or not. So it's scary. And I was like, actually, I get that because I'm not like, I'm used to not knowing if a guy likes me or not. And I think that's mm-hmm. scary. That's terrifying. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And as she's saying that, Matt's responses are like when when she's like you know I'm really struggling in this process because I'm so overwhelmed from not having time Matt says well what's the hardest part about it not like oh I'm so sorry yeah Yeah. and also oh my gosh I'm a monster um and also she just told you what the hardest part was not getting time and then she was like well you know I'm used to knowing if a guy likes me or not and instead of saying well I like you (laughs) he says well how can I help you with that I want to give everyone a fair chance not like oh you don't have to worry about that I do like you I'm really invested in our relationship yeah yeah that's just Mm. painful to watch oh Jesus I don't want to watch it anymore she has to go home I just I just am over maybe this is what how maybe this is why I feel this way this season has already kind of felt so long. Like we've already had, so we started with so many women. We just got more women. It's already felt so long. I'm just, I just am ready to actually see relationships yeah. form. And I'm ready to be in like week five, week six, when it's like, you know, less than 10 people there. And each of them, you can, you can tell what the dynamics are between each of the relationships. Right. We're still, we still haven't seen one-on-one time with majority of the women. And so I'm just like, it's just exhausting to watch, especially when it comes to with Victoria, because you know, she's not going to end up Mm -hmm. with him. And so it's just like, I'm just being forced to watch this, this pointless conversation. Whereas I could be getting to know Brie more, or I could be getting to know Maggie more, or like, cause Maggie got a rose this week. Like she's stuck around. So it's like, clearly there, I mean, we saw, we'll get to that, but like, clearly there's something, but it's like, but Victoria, there's nothing there. Clearly he doesn't like her. Stop making us watch this. Like you only did that so that Chris could come interrupt her. That's the only reason you did it. And I'm sick of it. Stop playing me. I think at this point, it's just the audience. And I I wonder if most of Bachelor Nation feels this way. It's like, we're just ready to get to the meat and potatoes, you know, like give me, give me the potatoes and molasses of the season where we're starting to form actual Mm -hmm. bonds, actual relationships. We're starting to get to know women on a more interpersonal level. We're starting to get to know Matt some more since you guys do need to be working overtime to help the audience know who Matt is as an individual, because we have 
no previous understanding of who Matt is as a person other than the quarantine crew that we were subjected to back in March, April, and May. That's all we got. Exactly. Um, and I think mm-hmm. we're just kind of over it and ABC's trying to like keep us engaged and we're like, no, you didn't have to, you didn't have to work this hard. I'm watching the show. No one's forcing me to watch it. I want to have a good time. This is my guilty pleasure, but I can't even enjoy my guilty pleasure right now. <laughs> right, because of Queen Victoria. I'm over here like having a baby panic attack about having to listen to Victoria whine for an episode, wondering what offensive bullshit ass mm-hmm. thing she's going to say next. But it's okay mm-hmm. because Chris Harrison heard us and he came in to yeah. save the day. Came to our rescue. Our, our dark Lord Harrison. He did. He came in. Can I steal him for a sec? I have to steal Matt away right now. You know, all the women are very like, serious. Oh my gosh, it looks very serious. Was Sarah's coming I mean, back? He was. It has to be Sarah. Chris Harrison's body. He, he was, was very different. serious, but. I mean, is he gonna come in there like hey man i got a surprise yes, for you because, like yeah come because that's how chris has been no because no but he's about the drama chris is about the drama so he always wants to make it the only reason chris comes in and interrupts the rose ceremony every single time is because he wants it to be more right. dramatic the last rose the last rose of the night chris we have been standing here for over an hour i have eyes i can see i also can count <laughs> There is one rose left. I do not need you to tell me every single rose ceremony that this is the final rose. Because you know what? If I'm waiting for a rose, I'm already stressed. This is just prolonging my stress. I don't need you. I don't need it. So that's the thing. Chris is always about the drama. So he comes in, I gotta steal you, you know, for for this, you know. They go through the house, all the women are like, oh my gosh, it's so serious. They leave. Serena sees like they're walking away. <laughs> her her description of it was so funny because they were like, go see Serena, go see what's happening. And she's just like, they're walking. They're walking away, guys. They're walking away. Like it was like, okay. <laughs> Which is what they were doing. But it's like clearly they were wanting more. Right. And she was just like, they're walking away. Um, <laughs> which just really made me laugh. Um, but anyways, they go down there. Chris was like, we had a record a record number of women. Apply specifically because they knew this was your season. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, (laughs) right. So he's like, so you know, now we got and here you're gonna meet some more women and blah blah. blah. It's like, first of all, you had a record number of women apply because a record number of women are unemployed right now because of the pandemic. Okay, I thought about submitting an application to the Bachelor, and I am in a whole relationship. Right, exactly. It's just like okay, all of us well, have had that tab open Chris, for Bachelor ABC casting in the last year. All of us have had it. Oh, of course. All of, of us course. like typed like in our I've... first name. Oh yeah, I did the. I submitted the whole application, and then I said, "I'm not about to make a video for this. I don't have time mm-hmm. for this." And and you know they know if you don't submit a video, you're not getting cast. I hope I'm that just you know. saying <laughs> the time has the time is coming. All right. We have we have a oh, whole Lord. a whole year because you know they're looking for bachelorette contestants. So we have a whole year to curate your yeah. application, my friend. Right. LOL. We'll see. I mean, somebody could somebody could snatch me up before then, but hopefully You're right. they do. Um, but anyways, so the women, Matt's like, Hurt. 
yeah he's just like what am I supposed to do and like he, you can tell that he's like okay like I, like his first reaction he kind of gets a little excited he's like wait is some more women coming to but be then me like he gets I feel like at, right after that flash of excitement in his eyes you feel the, uh-huh. like terror and dread because he's like oh wait, yeah hold on there are more and like I have to I just mm-hmm. learned all of their names all of those women yeah. in there are going to be very upset with me they just lost very their upset, minds yeah. over me spending too much with Ty- Sarah not Tyra what mm-hmm. um yeah and I now I gotta meet some more he just looks like he's just been put through the ringer he's like wait what and I kind of feel for him I do yeah he's like He's like, please don't, please don't. But then, also, you know, please, yes, please, yes. He comes out first, like, wait, actually, I love it. So please more. Yeah. So we get so. that non-consensual kiss off rip. Now mm-hmm. I'm not slut shaming. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that was the wrong choice. I'm just saying she did not give that man an option. Did not give him she didn't. an opportunity. Like she didn't even say, you know. Um, I want to make up for lost time. Is it okay if I kiss you? Like, you know, there was a way to finesse that in, still be just as bold, still make a statement <laughs> without shoving her tongue down his throat. And I, she did. if the roles were reversed, it would have been an issue. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what did you think of the kiss? I wouldn't have done oh, it. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have... If I was going to kiss him, I would have, yeah, made it into a cute thing where there's definitely a, a moment to to ask for consent, um, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I just think that she thought, wait, I'm hot. Of course he's going to want to kiss me. Who wouldn't want to make out with right. me? So not the smartest decision, but Matt loved it. Seemed like it. <laughs> so Eyes cold. was open. He was like, wait, I still... He said he, he, said he loved it. He said he loved it later You're on right. when they were You're talking. Right. So women are losing their minds. They're like, who is that? Someone with dark hair. Why is she walking like she owns the place? I feel so disrespected. That was disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, she was walking like she was walking like, her... like she knew he was watching her. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it was it was very it was a very distinct walk. And I was like, oh, she is really strutting. But yeah, so we get Brittany, you know, Brittany comes into the house. Introduces herself. Yeah, well, even before she gets into the house, of course, Victoria going all through the house. Guys, guys, there's a new girl coming in the house, guys. Um, So she comes in the house. And that this is another moment where it's like, definitely could be editing because they make it seem like it's crickets, right. you know? And I, I don't think that this woman walked into the house and everyone just stared yeah. at her. I think that someone had to be like, hi, who are you? What are you doing here? And they edited it. Once again, neither of us can say that word correctly now. They made it look as though she walked into that that room and everyone was giving her the death glare, a side eye, the silent treatment. And I don't think that that's necessarily true, but that's what they made it look like. And so she's the one who has to be like, well, then I'm Brittany. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple other girls. Like, I'm yeah. here. Yeah. And then, and then they start to do what we we're talking about earlier with demonizing some of the black women where, where they um, cut to Kayla and she's like, wait, yeah. what? Some other women? Who? Right. And she in. um who so, we still have never seen uh, get an opportunity to sit down and just talk to Matt. No. So it's not like, yeah. it wasn't this, uncalled for. It was like, what? What do you mean there are other No. I still haven't, you know, yeah. for all all we know, she still hasn't sat down and had time to talk to Matt. 
Because exactly. the last group date we exactly. saw Kayla on was the group date that Sarah interrupted. Right. And this was when I started to think, oh, I think Kayla might mm -hmm. go home because it's very, you know, like we already said, this is a TV show. Everything's very calculated. Everything's very planned. Nothing airs on the show without a million people checking it, double checking it, making sure that the story that they're telling is a story that and they want to tell. And she looked so good in um, that cobalt blue and she looked, caped jumpsuit she looked amazing. with the African necklace. Like, ah, uh, just she looked was amazing. serving for the gods. But pay, like, pay attention to who's getting screen time each episode and what kind of screen time um, they're getting and what kind of screen time because we the only the only times we see kayla this episode is when she's freaking out about not getting yeah. time and then she ends up going home yeah. um so it's very like they're very much they're very much giving us clues throughout each episode um you just have to be mindful of what you're of what you're watching and just really pay attention to it because as they started to show her more i was like they about to send yeah. her home. Like they about to really disrespect her and disrespect me. Because they weren't um, setting her up like they were setting up Anna when Anna was just like, oh, I just I don't know. No. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, this is just so hard. No, they were setting her up as if she was disposable. It's like I still haven't got time. And now all the clips mm -hmm. of her was we, we see, she's just like either sitting in silence, she's sitting in wait, and it just it fucking blew. I don't like the way they disposed of of Kayla. Yeah. I have more on it. I um, have more to say on that a little later. Um, yeah, that's but fine. We have. Uh, we can go back Victoria. to the other women coming out of the coming out of the well, limo or the. I, sorry. Oh. No, go ahead. I wonder if you wanted to talk about how Victoria like jumped in and was like, "Oh, so you just oh. been sitting in quarantine as a backup, waiting for yeah. them to call you in as a backup." I was like, "Did she think mm -hmm. that was?" Clever. some girls went home did she think that was clever yeah she did and and the thing is some of them laughed well, and that um, is the thing because like everyone like you even see a clip of katie laughing and like mm -hmm. you see they cut over to chelsea and then you get like people like <gasps> gasping like wow zesty yeah. and it's like okay i understand you're trying yeah. to inflame this situation but victoria's being a bitch and then off rip uh britney's like oh you want to be a mm -hmm. bitch i know how to be a bitch back no they saved the best for last mm -hmm. how about that yeah yeah, and once again, Victoria going after the wrong one. And then Victoria like, calls like her the just, floor, which I'm just like, why? Yeah, that's so... T I'm I'm like, we have to be done. It also, it just is like, it's literally Mean Girls. Like, like Miss Dan... Miss... What's her name? Miss Norbury, Tina Fey's character in Mean Girls, where she's like, can we stop doing that? Like, can we stop calling each other sluts and whores? Like, aren't we done with mm -hmm. that? And it's just like, Victoria, we are done with that. It's not even a question anymore of can we stop? It's we are done with right. that. I don't care what you think about another woman. I don't care what you think about the fact that she came up and kissed this man. Sure, without consent. Yes. Okay. Not not great. Um, but regardless of what you think of her, what we're not going to do is slut shame her around the house that we're not going to do is slut shame her on national television because you think that that's making her look bad but it's really really refle reflecting poorly on you uh, i just can't i'm like we have we're not we have to be done with that we are done with it it's just not except i don't even know Brittany, but i was like don't call her that yeah, like, like don't shut up victoria those 
Right. Those words just should never come out of your mouth. I don't care if that is your worst enemy. Like, just don't. If I was on this season of The Bachelor, my bit would be like, shut up, Victoria. I don't care. I don't care how it would make me look. I don't care if that would get me the villain edit. Every time she says something like like degrading or unkind or rude to somebody, I'd just be like, Victoria, shut up. Victoria, be quiet. Stop. Stop. Ah, like that would exactly. have to be my bit. Yeah. I don't even need to get into conversation yeah. with you. Just stop talking. Mm-hmm. I'm not about. I'm not about to it's encourage like a, you. Um, shut up. Yeah. Right. My my friends and I used to do this thing where if someone was like too loud or we just like didn't want to hear them talk anymore, we would, well yeah that but we would pretend like like your whatever this area is on your mouth. I mean on your throat. That's like a little mm-hmm. indent. We pretend that that's like your volume button. And we would just press it on your on your chest, be like, no, 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 turn it down. No, 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 turn it off. <laughs> like, like that would be my thing. Like in Victoria, I'd be like, no, no, mm, please. Where is stop. our setup you have needed muted. relief this season? Because it's not Victoria. You have been muted. Yeah, no, it's not Victoria. Michelle gets out the car, sweet angel baby. Michelle gets out the car. She looks gorgeous. And I said this before when we were kind of talking. Um, but Michelle is... Um, 27 from Edina, Minnesota, and I went to college in Edina, and I lived there, not Edina, I went to college in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, which is like 10, 15 minutes from mm-hmm. Edina, and I see Michelle, and I'm like, wait, do I know her? I'm looking a little, <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, she looks so familiar to me that I'm like, because we're like around the same age, spent a good time, at least like four years in Minnesota, I'm like, I think I might know this girl. So Michelle, if you're listening, which of course you are, let me know if we know each other because we might, because like how many black people are there really in Minnesota? That's true. <laughs> Just kidding. There's actually a lot. There's it actually is. a lot. One of Minneapolis, most... Minnesota has the biggest Somali populations outside of yep. DC. I think. And it's one of the most segregated um, areas in the country. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So um, anyway, so she gets out of the limo, gorgeous. She's just like, she looks so nervous. An immediate breath of fresh air, like, because Brittany was kind of a lot coming in and then, and then it was like drama in the house and Michelle came in and you just kind of felt like, oh, okay. At ease. At ease. Yeah. And you could tell that Matt felt that as well. So they have a cute little moment together <clears throat> and then I guess we start to meet the yeah, other women. I mean Ryan right? gets out of the car and it's so funny because mm-hmm. for the promos for the season previews for episode previews yes. they showed her entrance the you are so fine but they didn't even waste a second oh. on her that was her and oh they say she's I a dancer that. choreographer from Brooklyn but mm-hmm. I think she's actually from Mechanicsville Virginia um, that's Uh-oh. what I saw widely on like the internet, like outlets that had announced mm. them before they came. And out. also, isn't her photo, isn't her bachelor photo, like her with curly hair? Oh, I don't no. know. I'm not sure. I feel like I saw someone sent us a photo of her, and it was her. And I truly was like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> like I just didn't. I mean, because the season, or maybe because the episode hadn't aired yet, or something, or maybe it had just aired, and then I saw her with curly hair, and I was like. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure she's from Mechanicsville, which is like not even 10 minutes away from Richmond, where I used to live for Mm -hmm. light years from where I am right now. It's super close. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and you can hear it in her voice. She has this like tiny little Southern twang. I know that people don't like to say yes, that Virginia. She does. They, they're like, Virginia's not really the South. Okay, then why do I sound so country then? Okay. You know what? That makes sense because I think it says Bronx it for her. Or maybe it says Brooklyn. I don't, I don't know. One, either the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn. Yeah. Who? <laughs> we live in New York. <laughs> either, it either says the Bronx and honestly, if it says Bronx, it probably just says Bronx. But if you're from New York, you say the yeah. Bronx. I'm not from New York. Don't come for me. Um, but it either says that or Brooklyn. But I did hear like an accent. And I was like, why did I say Brooklyn or Bronx when she talked think- like that? Because I was like, because I got family from the Bronx and they don't talk like, they talk like something different. They don't talk I like mean, that. I mean, much like us, I think she's a transplant that moved to like start her career in yeah. New York. Absolutely. So yeah. um, that's what happened there. But she was, she was yeah. cute. They didn't really waste much time on her. And then it, no, they, they had didn't. to cut away to Anna having an emotional fucking meltdown. And I'm like, relax. Take a yeah. deep She's like, I'm just so upset. I feel so disrespected. I'm done. I'm not watching this anymore. Yeah. I have to be in a good mental space to talk to. It's like I need you to uh tap on tap on right. your throat. Exactly. Bring it down. That's enough. It's okay. That's enough. Let, you're out of here. I need you to bring it to here. You know, let's mm-hmm. take a loose in through your nose, out through your mouth, right. baby. Let's like take yes. an inhale on four, hold it for three, and exhale mm-hmm. on five because this is a lot. Okay, we have to get yes. to. Um, okay, so um, what's her name? I, yes, we have to get to. I'm sorry, we're skipping over. Um, Kimberly, Kimberly, beautiful, Kimberly? love her. I Kimberly, follow her on Instagram. Her. Really like her. Yeah, but, uh, only because we have to get to this moment with Catalina and Victoria. Catalina comes in. She's wearing a crown. Of course, you see everyone like, uh oh, Victoria gonna have an issue with this girl coming up in here with a crown. Mind you, she won her crown. <laughs> it was not self-proclaimed. She was given that crown. She competed at an actual pageant. I don't care what you think about pageants, but she competed in it and, and she it's won. Not even like, oh, I miss Tennessee or like Ari, who no. is um she was Miss Maryland or something. She's literally like Miss Universe Puerto Rico. The whole exactly. universe. Period. And she also is a business law attorney. International. International Period. law. Like what? What Amazing. the heck? What? Amazing. So she comes in. Victoria, of course, is like, oh, Catalina, come over here. I would love to meet you. I'd love to meet you. And of course, all the women are like, oh no, like what is about I to happen? Says, um, let me move over real quick. Excuse me. Yeah, she's like, let me get out. I'm not trying to be involved in this. Um, <clears throat> of course, Catalina's like, oh, like, are you a former miss? Like, of course you'd like, maybe that's why she's calling me over here, you know, to talk about that. You can tell she's a little hesitant. She goes over there. Victoria's like, well, no, I'm the queen, like Queen Victoria. So I think that. I should be wearing this crown. And this, I have, I have, I'm not going to say I've never seen anything like this on TV because I'm sure that I have. But the reaction that I had, that I'm sure that you had as well, that I'm sure that any other woman, especially if you're a woman of color, had in that moment when she snatched that crown off of her. I cannot believe that Catalina, I think she was in shock, honestly, that she didn't react. Um, because if it was me, the, her hand would not have reached my head. 
it would it would not have reached my head. She would have gotten slapped away too quick. The fingers would have been hurt. I would have said, listen, who do you think? You're not touching me, my crown. You don't know you. I do not know you. Do not put your hands on me. Like th- that was so incredibly disrespectful. I had like, I very rarely have like verbal reactions to this show, but I had the most guttural verbal reaction to her snatching that crown. Because not only was it off of this woman who has won this crown and earned this crown and worked for it. But it was also off of a woman who had just showed up who she does not know whatsoever. It could have been someone on the street that she said, oh, that's my crown and just went up and and snatched it. And also because she was a woman of color. It was just like the privilege and the entitlement and the honest idiocrity. Idiocy, bro. Idiocy. Idiocy. It's idiocy. It's okay. Idiocy. The stupidity. All the icities. Um, it just I I could not. I that's all I can say. I could not. Um, and you see all you hear, you don't really see who's saying exactly, but you hear the other girls saying, Victoria, Victoria, Victoria. Like they're like, that's like when you see, you know, your dog or something about to do something crazy. Don't don't do it don't do it but it was already too late like she had already done it um it it was really terrible I have never I I could not imagine if that was me when I saw this oh and I and I'm I'm not I'm not a physical person but I I would have had a physical reaction to that. Absolutely. It's so funny because as you recount it, like I can feel myself getting heated all over again. Because exactly. all, as soon as it happened, me and my friend both like raised up from our seats. Like I was like, nigga, exactly. what? And like you, exactly. Victoria, you heathen. You yeah. un no manners lacking etiquette I know we don't want to talk about like uh, respectability politics and etiquette and all of that shit I do think that is for the birds but you heathen we are in a whole pandoramic we are in a panda express a panda replay mm-hmm. we are in a playback a pandemic mm-hmm. when you are putting your hands on somebody you have never met a day in your life Mm-mm. before before you even know uh-uh. their name back the fuck up you no. got me fucked up exactly and what was Ooh. wild is like she held her poise. She's trained for this. Cavalina knows what she's doing. She knows she Absolutely. she's played cat fights before she's Miss Freaking Universe, right? Mm. Um, right. so she knew how to handle it. And I really liked her post. She made an Instagram post about, you know, certain moments mm. come when you realize that a um a person's intentions or a person's actions have nothing to do or have more to do with them than they ever did you. And that's where grace comes in. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're a girl. Amen. That is being the bigger person. Sarah, take notes. Okay? Right. right. Um, and then you come yeah. away to the women. And of course the women are also in shock, but these are, one, this is one of the moments where you see Katie laughing about what she's saying. Mm. Right. You don't see, you, you hear people saying Victoria, Victoria, and I'm sure we're missing yeah. someone say like, that's not right. Or someone's right, like, yeah. Elsa doesn't wear a crown, which <clears throat> is incorrect. Elsa does wear a crown. 
I was like, does she? But right. I was like, I who's see, a, none of them look, seem frozen. I see what you, you tried to do there. And then Victoria takes the crown off of her head and she could have some dirty, dusty lice in them joints, which Ugh. like lice is not that big of a deal. And like, we shouldn't critique people for having it. I just want to rag on Victoria for being a disgusting excuse of a human being. It just and then couldn't. puts it on the table. Excuse me? Bro. Bro. I was, I was blown away. Undone. By, I was yeah, undone. Like, by went that. ahead. Go ahead. Unlace me, bruh. Because <laughs> I was <laughs> take my braids out. I just couldn't. I'm undone. I'm what was that? I just, yeah, I, I really can't. I don't have more words to describe how I felt watching that. And I can't imagine how Catalina felt having that happen to her. It's like, I don't know. It kind of feels like maybe it's not but like it feels like the equivalent of like somebody spitting in your face like truly no no respect for me or for my person but you feel like you have um authority over me that you could spit in my face you could take my crown that you can declare yourself as queen over me like it reminds me of when white people who you don't know actually come up to you and they immediately go to fluff your hair or put your, mm-hmm. their, their hands in your head. That's what that reminded me of. Yeah. You have no respect. You have no eye for your place. Like when you don't know me like that, don't put your hands on me. Mm-mm. That's not Mm-mm. for you to touch. Take a step back. Give me a second. It- and I think, yeah, Catalina, I think she, I mean, she was very graceful in that moment, a lot nicer than mm-hmm. I would have been. A lot nicer than I would have been. I think I, I saw this, I saw this one quote that said like, it's, I mean, a quote, whatever. This one saying that said, um, when they go low, I go medium because God's still working on me. Uh, so that's how I felt. Cause I was like, listen, I don't know that I would have reacted the best if that was me. <laughs> I would like to think that I would be full of grace and poise and be able to hold myself in my emotions. But I also know that I would have gotten very upset and I wouldn't have been okay. With it. it wouldn't have been, it would have been a very different scene. I just don't think that I say that I can't myself. go into haunted houses. Right. I say I can't go into haunted houses because I'm going to get arrested because I will punch somebody if they come at me. And so I haven't gone to a haunted house. In in those moments of like, oh my gosh, I'm in shock. Like, I can't really say how I would have reacted, but I don't think it would have been how Catalina reacted. So Catalina, I applaud you because that was really strong of you to not react and to not, because what Victoria wanted was a reaction. Sure. And you didn't, the other girls gave that to her because they're so used to giving her what she wants because they've been dealing with it with it for three weeks. But I think it was good for, for Catalina to come in and not react for Victoria to see, oh, okay, I guess that that doesn't work on her. Pettiness doesn't work on her. I have to find another way to get under Absolutely. her skin. And I'm, yeah, I, I will just say, Victoria, don't do it again. Be very careful who you choose to play with like that. To, to use your own words, next time you think about snatching a crown off of somebody's head, I Precisely. wouldn't. And moving right the fuck along. Moving on. Serena P yeah. steps up and was like, 
hey, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want you guys to feel uncomfortable. We just, th- this is a mm-hmm. shock to all of us. And this is one mm-hmm. of those moments where I think they are probably sleeping on footage of other women trying to like put the women at ease. Like we don't know who said, tells right. the girl, Brittany, that she can come sit down with them because it's going to be. Oh, awkward. it was, it was Maggie. Okay. Okay. It was Maggie. I was wondering. I did. I did write that down. Yeah, nice. it was Maggie. Cause you know, Maggie don't have time for the drama. She said, okay, come yeah. sit. <laughs> it was like the way, the way that she said it. I was like, that's, that's Maggie. Yeah. Like I, I love, I know many people from Ethiopia. So I just. Knew. And I like that, but what wow. the, what the producers are not <laughs> giving us is satisfaction of seeing who is trying to be kind because Absolutely. they want us to like, focus on mean girls people being rude Mm -hmm. um and you know we get that moment when Anna's saying I think I recognize her which I honestly I don't know how much of that I buy I don't buy it and also I didn't like her saying like yeah like she's sketchy you know it felt like it felt like to me like going back to being in college um in Minnesota in Minneapolis and being like, oh, I want to go eat at this place in like the the area of town where that's mostly um, Somali, and and my friends, quote friends from my white Christian college, being like, oh, I don't know if we want to go there because it's sketchy. Yeah. You know, it's like you've never been there, first right. of all. And what about it makes it sketchy? The fact that everyone, most of the people who live there don't look like you. So that it was just, it felt like this unfair judgment of some of like Anna saying that about Brittany felt like this unfair judgment. Cause it's like, you don't actually know her. Sure. You're both from Chicago, but so are a ton of other people. Right. Um, so you just placing this judgment on her that she's sketchy because of some DMs that you got. Uh, it just, do once again, think- like it's trying to make, do you think um production knew that they ran the same circle um but the thing is they didn't because Brittany don't know oh, Anna. Is, oh, so sure yeah Brittany doesn't know Anna but I think what's I I, I follow <laughs> Anna or I was at least initially <laughs> um where she was talking about she didn't ask me anything and she mentioned that she used to work I think I don't know if she was I don't know if Anna was a bottle service girl but she used to work in food service um I think Anna was a bottle service yeah and so I'm wondering if production knew that they were in the same circle maybe they had mutuals or something like that and that was one of the reasons like they probably knew they could stir up drama between the two of them on the show I could also be guessing here you know I mean potentially potentially but it was just it was just very like it, it felt very calculated that Anna kept saying like she kind of kept saying that she knew her from Chicago and stuff. And it's like, but you didn't like you, you knew of her and, and you probably only knew of her after you found out that you were going to be on this show. And then people started messaging you about her. Like, it's not like you knew of her just in your life in Chicago. You only knew of her when the both of you had the potential to be on the bachelor. So, because, because Brittany is very much like, like she says, like, apparently two girls knew me before. And she's, she's like, I didn't know them. Like, like there's, they know nothing about me. So that's why she was, you know, so hurt when they start spreading all these rumors about her that are untrue, because she's like, you guys just didn't give me a chance to 
introduce myself to this house, introduce myself to Matt. You just painted me red and we're like, for the dogs. Like, right. just And gross. it, I mean, <laughs> off rip, you know, suddenly we see, we see Kayla not getting any time with Matt and we see all of the women essentially, but I'm focusing yeah. on Kayla because justice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they center on, around, you know, Matt, talking to the other women for the rest of the night, which is why I'm going to call into question that thumbnail on Hulu where we clearly see like Lauren and Matt had some moment with a football on like outside the mansion. So I wonder if there are sound like mm-hmm. things we don't get to see and if everyone really didn't get a chance to speak to him once the new girls came in. Um, but mm-hmm. regardless of what really happened by the end, we get to the part of the rose ceremony or we get to the rose ceremony and he's only spent time with the five other women. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what's so interesting is on Tasha's season, the men acted the same way when Spencer, Noah, and all of them came in. Mm-hmm. They acted the same way, mm-hmm. but we didn't get this whole, it's mob mentality now. We didn't get this whole, right. oh, you know, old school versus new school varsity versus Mm -hmm. jv like we didn't get this narrative even though the men themselves on tasha's season painted that narrative they had a nickname for themselves i'm trying to remember something stupid like ah sweet 16 they called themselves the sweet 16 Mm. when noah and and spencer and them came in um i can't remember the other gentlemen's names because they went home so fast we did not get this big conversation about men bullying other men, about men being petty, right. insecure, um, you know, questioning their worth, just lack of confidence, weak because they were intimidated by someone stepping into their territory. But we do get that that mm-hmm. storyline perpetuated or that stereotype perpetuated when we have a bunch of people who identify as women in a room. And that's yeah. so dead to me like that's played out yeah we ain't got nothing else yeah like you are so dead set that women in a room full of women cannot engage with one another respectfully like Mm -hmm. grown folks yeah that you guys have to fester and fuel the fire of this this petty behavior and that's exactly like who's watching this show that is not beyond this. What is the demographic you're trying to reach? Because I think this is stupid. <laughs> they're yeah. grown. Yeah. No, I mean, they're definitely prodding the questions and feeding them questions that they know the answers to are not going to make them look like they're for these other Precisely. women. And I think, I think in some of the like one-on-ones or, you know, some of the you know, to cameras that the women have on their own so they can see they're being prodded in that way and they won't feed into it, which is why, like, that's one of the things that I like about Piper is you can see her answering these questions so specifically because she knows how they're going to uh-huh. be used. You're not about right. to have me looking stupid, but also if I don't give you the answer that you're looking for, I'm probably going to lose out on screen time. Yeah. So exactly I just think that double standard sucks and I wanted to point it out but we get the rose ceremony it does we do get the rose ceremony and it we get the real ceremony um it's dumb you know he essentially keeps all keeps all but one of the new women yeah. um so Kimberly goes home that dress was and nice honey she looked good yeah she looks great she looked great 
Um, so she goes home, and then and then we lose Kayla. What the? Uh, if you... Which I knew it was coming, but it was just like. I, I really was thinking that he was going to give the rose to Kayla over Catalina, and I think that they wanted us to think that. Um, but I don't hear, know. Hear me he out. Saw something more in no, Catalina. No, he Go saw an Instagram model in Catalina. Catalina. He saw ethnically ambiguous yeah. in Catalina. All you have to do yeah. is say you like them the color of a paper bag or white and go say less Mm -hmm. say less yeah I mean that's essentially what I meant when I was like he liked Catalina more like he like that that's what it was like we saw it he doesn't he's very he's trying not to be um something but he is proving himself to be exactly that Chelsea and Lauren left everybody else on this season is mixed mixed presenting or Mm -hmm. white passing or white Mm mm-hmm like, just say you like them ethnically ambiguous and go, my guy. Say less. Do less. Yeah. Like, no one's going to... Be about your type, Matt. Yeah, just say what it is. Don't try to put no frills around it because you're wasting my time. Like, bruh, I heard you say I've never seen color. I'm not with the shit. Yeah, we don't. That... Yeah, that's not good, Matt. Don't say so that. RIP to Kayla. Kayla, you deserved better. I look forward. Hopefully, Kayla deserved better. Paradise better call you up if they don't. We, oh my God, they have we riot to riot at midnight. Yeah, Kayla's got to be there. She is everything. She's funny. Okay, she's, funny. she's cute. She what is a funny. waste of a good entrance with so the pickup part. truck and the sweet tea and the the martini yeah. shaker. Like, yeah, she is. So she did all the right things and they just weren't, it just, you know what? It just wasn't your time, but your your time time is coming. coming. We appreciate what you did for the culture. We see you. We honor you. Your shoe game is fire. And Matt James, you could square up for me in the streets. Let's meet up on 175th at Hillsong and we, we can go. Let's do it. So because Vic and I had such a blast recapping this episode, we decided to break it into two parts. And I'm telling you right now, all of the tea is in the next half, all right? And maybe you've already listened to it because, you know, you're our friends, you the homies, and y'all already subscribed, so you know you got the notification saying we dropped two new episodes. Either way, go ahead and cue that next episode up, give us a rate, review, and subscribe, and please, once again, go listen to that next episode because I swear to God, that is where all the tea is spilled. Oh man, so many opinions. And we highlight a very, very, very important Black woman of the moment for you to donate to Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, but also for you to learn from. She's funny, she's hilarious, and I'm not telling you her name. You're going to have to go listen for yourself. All right, y'all. Enjoy. Peace.